Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Blind Perspective here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The show where we give you our blind perspective on world topic. I am your host, Victor Gouveia. And remember, if you like what you're going to hear, hit that like button. If you're following us on our Facebook page or on Twitter, or if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit that like button if you like what you're you're hearing and uh, we can provide more. If you can't hear us live, you can always catch us on podcasts. Uh, we're on pretty much most podcatchers, uh, whether it be an app or a device. Even Alexa plays our uh, our shows for you. Uh, additionally, if you want to get in touch with us or you want to be a part of the show, send us an email, whoseblindlifeisitanyway at gmail.com. Or you can comment in the comment section and uh, we'll address the comments. There is a huge buzz in the air. Um, you may know it. Usually this buzz happens in the summer. But this year it's happening in the fall. Uh, mostly due to the high temperatures in the host country this year. I am, of course, talking about the World Cup. The FIFA World Cup. Now, the World Cup this year is being held in the country of Qatar. Now, the con the country of Qatar is about the size of uh, Connecticut, I believe. Yeah, Connecticut. And it's, it's got about 300,000 population. And... Um, There's been a lot of controversy about how Qatar won the ability to host the World Cup this year. The fact is, a lot of people were charged with bribing the officials of the World Cup, basically buying their way in. And of course, the Middle East is nothing if not rich in terms of oil production and various other exports. But um, it's also no secret that the Middle East is rife with human rights violations. And the question is, do we allow these countries to host major events like this if these countries are essentially being being held accountable for the human rights violations they that occur within their borders 
the fact is many countries are sanctioning these countries uh, in the Middle East, for example, because of human rights violations. Now, just to be sure, just to clear things up, I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, I am not criticizing the Muslim culture. The fact is, Islam is very different than what you see portrayed on television. True, there are a bunch of outdated rituals in the Quran, just like there are outdated rituals in the Bible, just like there are outdated rituals in Hindi texts, you name it. Most, if not all religions, have outdated principles. For case in point, LGBTQ rights. In fact, that was one of the reasons that Qatar was forced to well, essentially give in to LGBTQ society by allowing them within their borders. For a while, the rainbow flag was not allowed to be portrayed in the country, at least during the the World Cup. And public displays of affection were not being authorized at all. Now, some are saying it's because of the Muslim religion, but the fact is, yes, parts of the Quran do, as in the Bible, they do essentially look down on this stuff. Well, they look down on LGBTQ rights entirely. But the fact is, they gave in. Qatar said, okay, yeah, no problem. You can hoist the flag and, and, and stuff. But now they're saying you can't. They've rolled back on that uh, allowance. They've also said that certain people and races should be separated from the majority of the population because of their culture mixing in with the Muslim culture. And by racism, I mean Jews. I mean females. In fact, a lot of the Middle East is... Okay, we can't get away from it. The fact is, a lot of the Middle East has very different opinions of how women should behave. Hell, they have very different opinions on how women should 
dress, let alone behave. But essentially, do we hate the country for their attitudes? I'm not sure if you can do that. I mean, forget about the corruption. And by corruption, I mean the bribes that were given to FIFA officials for Qatar to host the World Cup this year. And if you're curious, feel free to take in the Netflix documentary FIFA Uncovered, which pretty much lays it all out to you. For you, rather. And uh, it pretty much says says it all. But again, these countries, like most Middle Eastern countries, are predominantly Muslim. And so the Muslim religion has a large influence over the policies in those countries. But one has to wonder, should a country be allowed to host World Cup events or big events like the World Cup in their borders if they are still having these rights issues? I mean, forget the fact that we're essentially fitting in millions of people into a country that barely fits a postage stamp. Now, if you can't see, Connecticut is a very small state in the U.S. Very small. And Qatar is just as small. In fact, they had to build a whole new city a whole new city with an arena for the competition. Now, keep in mind, issues like these are not new. Take, for example, the 1936 Olympics that were held in Germany with Nazis and Hitler being at the helm. And then, of course, FIFA held the World Cup in 78 in Argentina, which was under military dictatorship. And, of course, the whole Russian thing. But those countries, yes, some good was done by the world stage looking in at these countries. 
the magnifying glass pretty much put everything into focus. The fact that these people were being mistreated, the fact that these people were being, well, they were living in a dictatorship, for lack of a better term. And most, if not all dictatorships, are pretty bad. Between 2010 and 2019, there are over 6,000 deaths related to work on the World Cup uh, arenas. And of course, I mean, there has to be. I mean, the heat in Qatar goes as high as 120 degrees Fahrenheit. And for those who don't know the conversion, that's about 53 degrees Celsius. But yet, people were forced to work. One of the big human rights issues is what's called the kafala system. Basically, migrant workers from other countries pay. You heard me. They actually pay for the privilege of working in a country like Qatar. Upwards of four to six thousand dollars, in fact. But that wasn't the big deal. Apparently, this happens in a lot of places. The fact is, there were other issues. The fact that the migrant workers were being housed in rooms of eight to a room. these so-called apartments didn't have showers. The workers had to bathe themselves in sinks and toilets. And, of course, there's the heat. If these people are living eight to a room, There can't be that much air conditioning going around. Now, Qatar says they've cleaned up their act. And workers have been treated more humanely, blah, blah, blah. But yet, 60 to 80% of the workers are still waiting for their wages. In other words, their employers have not paid them. Some going as far back as 10 years ago. 
in 2012. And yet we make all these accommodations for them. They spent upwards of over $200 million to get Qatar ready for the World Cup. To host all those people. But yet you still see men with machine guns, firearms, roaming the streets, looking for troublemakers. And keep in mind, when I say troublemakers, I also mean women who have adulterous sex. If you are a woman and you have sex with a married man, you're going to jail for seven years. Not so much the man, but the woman. And there are all kinds of other abuses, which are too numerous to go into. So, personally, in my opinion, I think countries like this should be sanctioned. The fact is, we need their oil too much. Because we don't have enough oil of our own. And yet we still interfere in their wars. We still interfere in their peace process. And nothing ends up happening. In fact, what ends up happening is that these countries get publicity. And they get all kinds of propaganda issued out on their behalf. The fact is, these countries are supposed to be sanctioned, like all the other countries. A lot of people look forward to the World Cup. Even I, who don't who don't really care about sports all that much, enjoyed the World Cup. I like the pride. I like the team work. I like the fact that it brings a lot of people together. But how much can it really bring people together if, 
lesbian and gay people aren't allowed in. If Jews aren't allowed to mix. If women aren't allowed to mix. You can't even drink alcohol in public. Granted, public intoxication or public drinking is normally not allowed anywhere. But they're not allowing it because of what happens when people drink. That only goes to show you that as much as we'd like to change these countries so that they are more accepting, or at the very least, more tolerating, it takes a long time and a a lot of work, both on our parts and their parts. You cannot get over the fact that a predominantly religious sector of the public makes up the policies for that country. You can't get over that fact. But yet, Should they have that kind of power? I mean, there is an endless debate of how much to separate religion from government. Because let's face it, a lot of religious ideals are no longer in play anymore. I mean, women needing permission from men to do anything has gone the way of the dodo. In fact, I think, I really think that women do think a lot of things better than men do. I have been looking for a new family doctor as of late, both for myself and Annabelle. And I'm actually looking for a female doctor because I happen to think they're more sensitive. They're more caring as opposed to male doctors who just go in for the paycheck.
you know, before this whole World Cup thing came along, I mean, it's no secret. I hate my sister-in-law. I despise her. And not because she's a lesbian, not because she's... She's just a bitch. But knowing that she actually paid money to go work in Saudi Arabia as a dentist. And she had to live in those types of conditions. I actually feel sorry for that bitch. I mean, we live in a country where it's just unheard of to pay money to be employed. Sure, you pay money to be employed in that you have to buy new new clothes or uh, a new car to get to work or new shoes, whatever. But those are incidentals. These people have to pay money to get into the country, first and foremost. And they're lucky if they get a job. In Qatar, during those 10 years that they were preparing for the World Cup, migrant workers were not allowed to leave the country without permission of their employers. In fact, their employers actually took their passports and kept them away from the workers to have control over them. And because to this day some of those workers haven't been paid, they essentially were slaves. It's modern day slavery. And yet we tolerate it by letting these countries hold, host the World Cup. At what point do we stand up and say, hey, get it together, people. This isn't right. We live in Canada, we live in the U.S., and we take these things for granted. The freedoms we have here are very, very much appreciated on my part. We have a lot of benefits. And with those benefits, we have a lot of responsibilities. And part of those responsibilities means that we don't walk down the street 
and assault someone just because their skin colors are something different. We don't kill someone for kissing another person of the same sex. This is not something that we should take for granted. Unfortunately, it's just something we do take for granted. So at this point, I just want you guys to be aware of what's going on in countries like the Middle East, countries in Africa, in Asia, these so-called third world countries are looking to the U.S. for some sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Influence, I guess. They're looking to the U.S. for ideals. Holding their countries up to U.S. standards. I'm not sure they should do that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Believing in God, believing in Allah, believing in Buddha, or the 500 gods of the Hindi system. There's nothing wrong with that. If it helps you get through the day, more power to you. But when you start taking the laws of those religions and applying it to everyone, regardless of their own religion, that's not freedom. That's not acceptance of other people. That is simply bigotry. And discrimination. And we as people with disabilities. Face discrimination all the time. Black people fe uh, face discrimination. 
some overtly and some not so overtly, but discrimination nonetheless. So at this point, I want to thank you for joining us this week on The Blind Perspective. Make sure you tune in next week for more Blind Perspective. And hopefully you'll, you can have your say. In the meantime, like I said, if you have any comments about how you feel about this thing, write to us, whose blind life is it anyway, at gmail.com or comment in the comment section below and let us know how you feel. Bye-bye, everybody.